Hallelujah. We started talking about the supernatural. And I want to say to every one of you, you know, no matter what you go through, you're serving a supernatural God. We live in a world of more than enough. And it's not about people. And don't get caught up in who said yes and who said no and who did this and who did that because there are always yeses and nos. And not all of them fall in line with our thinking. And that's why we don't go by our own head. I, I got saved by faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's not what we do. And so we get discouraged when people don't answer the way we want them to answer. We get discouraged when we don't get the the the, the uh, performance from others. Our levels of frustration come from when people don't meet our expectations. That's why we get frustrated. It's why madness comes, anger comes. It's the result of frustration from people not meeting our expectations. I've been alive long enough to know, long enough to know, people aren't going to meet your expectations. I, you know, I, I can use my son as an example who plays football. Uh, you know, uh, I did a lot of practice, a lot of work on trying to get him prepared to play football. And, and, and the coach has not used him as the starting quarterback this year. Well, let me tell you, he did not meet my expectations. <laughs> I expected my son to be the starter. Um, but, you know, I'm not leaving Wilson. I'm not giving up on Wilson High School. He's getting good education there. His grades are great. He's in a special program. Uh, you know, the main thing that we have to have is a future. And right now he's moving towards a great future. And he's still playing football. And potentially he could be... You know, starting sometime this year, something happened if something were to occur, or next year if things turned out right. But eventually, again, I can get frustrated or mad because people don't meet my expectations. And then we get, we get offended to people because they don't meet our expectations. We expected them to do something. Pastors go through this a lot. We go through it because people expect us to talk about an anointing and talk about hearing from God, and then they expect that we actually heard from them 100% of the time. Here's the problem. I'm a human. And just like any of you, I'm not hearing. I want to, and I'm attempting, and my batting average is getting better every day. Amen. How many can say amen to that? Amen. There's certainly a lot of things I do today that I didn't do then, right. and I can hear from God better, but I'm still in those same turmoils. Is that the decision? Is that the choice? Is that the way it works? And I know this, all things work together for the good to those who walk according to God, walk uprightly. Now, here's what I'm saying to you, is even if you missed it on the decision, you didn't delete the plan. You don't have a deleted plan because you missed it. We still walk in the supernatural, and God updates the plan, doesn't delete the plan. He, he, he refreshes where you're going. And if you erred, it doesn't mean you're failing. Error is not a failure. Error is a turn. And we can turn and not fail. Somebody say amen. So even if this was the original choice, and it may have at that time been the right one at that moment, and certainly, but it was more about making the right decision altogether. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? Because, because if you got married today, and, and down the road you decided, I think I married the wrong one, God doesn't want you to get divorced. He wants to update your plan. See, if you just say, well, God only had one woman for me to marry. Well, he had a type of woman. He certainly had an idea. He certainly put something inside of you what she was going to look like. Because beauty to you is not beauty to me. Somebody say amen. So he designed you that way. And there's a, a criteria that you're to meet. And there may have been one at a moment that was absolutely right. And you missed it. Does that mean you can't get married? Ever? You could never find somebody. She's married. You're going to go dig her out of her relationship, destroy her marriage, and bring her to you because that was the one God told me to marry? No, but God knows how to take the next thing 
and not it doesn't ruin your life because you missed it at that that moment if you bought the wrong car and it fell apart doesn't mean there's not another car you can buy now god could have been saying don't buy that car and you didn't listen i'm talking on both sides of the fence here we live supernaturally I'm saying this because many people get discouraged because they didn't get the exact thing at the exact moment at the time. You know, timing has everything to do with everything. When, when, when you have the right timing on things, it's oftentimes the, the best, it is the best way for that to work. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? So don't get mad and discouraged and upset if somebody doesn't meet your expectations. Here's what I want to tell you. God will never fail in meeting your expectations. How many of you understand that? Even though a man may fail, or we may fail, God never fails. He will do exceedingly, not if you made the right choice. Abundantly, not if you made the wrong choice. It wasn't, there were no criteria. He said he'll do exceedingly, abundantly, above what you can ask or even think. I want you to say this. I live supernaturally. That's what we're talking about, this light that we were talking about last week, is that we walk in a revelation, a light of revelation from the Word of God, that He reveals things to us, and that we're redeemed. Somebody say, I'm redeemed. The day you were saved, you were repositioned, you were given, and, 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 and reset into liberty. You were in, reset into a liberty you couldn't have gotten any other way. Liberty from the Lord. And so you are in liberty. You're, it doesn't mean uh, that, that uh, everything's going to meet your expectations, but when you trust Him, it will meet what His expectations are. We want to meet that expectation. Somebody say amen. amen. The only reason that many of us are failing to receive what is in redemption for us is that we haven't seen it or we've rejected it. I want you to look at somebody and say, either I haven't received it, I didn't see it, or I've rejected what I've seen. I love this scripture. He says we can redeem the time. So even though I had rejected it, doesn't mean I've rejected him. I only rejected a moment. It doesn't mean he can't repair the moment. The word remains the same all the time. Somebody say the word remains the same. That's why you shouldn't get disgusted and mad at preachers. Because they're giving you a word, but that doesn't mean that if you had a flat tire on the side of the road and they drove by you, it means they don't have love. It could be they actually didn't see you. I've had people get mad because they didn't shake their hand in the service. Well, I had to make a decision. I'll just shake nobody's hand. Well, that ain't good. I'll shake everybody's hand. Well, that ain't good. I mean, you got mad because he didn't shake your hand. Maybe a decision he made didn't qualify, and he didn't react the way you think he should act. But it didn't change God's word, nor did it change the anointing in your life because somebody made a decision or choice. I feel like I need to say this today because even though you believe God told you something and it doesn't manifest, it doesn't mean we heard it right. Do you understand, we, 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 we may not have had the light the way God wanted it to come out. But I understand this. I am confident that even though there may be delays sometimes. I'm going to use Brother Richard as an example. You know, Brother Richard's back on staff at Family Worship Center. Several years ago, Brother Richard was working at the church. The church was going through stuff. Churches go through stuff. And uh, we were going through stuff, and it was confusing for everyone. And I was walking through the stuff. And I didn't know I had never been in the stuff. 
Does anybody understand when you've never been in the stuff? Now, I grew up with my dad as a pastor, and while he's pastoring the church, when I, when I left his house and went to Bible school and all that stuff and had worked under my pastor, when I started the church, I thought, I'm going to show everybody my dad was just dumb. Had he knew how to manage people and had he known how to do that, I'm going to show everybody I've got management skills, I've got spirit of God, I've got people, I've got a wife, i got all this stuff. I'm telling you something, I am going to mystify the world. This is the truth, this is the thing I had. I'm going to mystify the world. There'll never be a split at this church. We'll never have a breakup. The people won't leave Family Worship Center. <laughs> well, we've been through all that. I mean, some way or another, you understand? Because it's not, about, it's not about you making right decisions. Everybody has to make those decisions. Does anybody, does anybody understand what I'm talking about? So Brother Richard was working at the church, and he came in one day, and there was, you know, just issues. And so he walks in, he says, Pastor, I'm just going to resign. So he resigned the church. I didn't think it was time for him to resign. You know, pastors kind of know when these things are going to come and all that stuff. But in doing so, it altered their, their life some. And they went and did what they had to do. But in the meantime, we were still connected, still relational, and eventually they came back to the church. And so as they're at the church, he starts feeling the call of God again. He knows where he's supposed to be. He knows where he's supposed to be. And he goes to me and says, if you ever want to hire me, I'm available. Well, at that time, it was a no. Conditions weren't right. Things weren't right. Situations weren't right. And years went by. Years went by. And then one day, the Lord said, okay, go talk to him. I don't know why I'm so emotional this morning. (laughs) Go talk to him. And the Lord opened up a better position, a better opportunity for him. Why did God do that? Because God's plan didn't change. God's plan did not change. Was there a detour? Sure. Were there a few years? Yeah. But I can tell you this. He's back to where he was in the plan. If we just trust him. We just trust him. Look at somebody say, trust and obey. That's that old song, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus just to trust and obey. I'm having a hard time preaching. I just am. I'm just having a hard time. I just I feel the Holy Ghost on me. You may not even know what this. Some people said, what's he talking about the Holy Ghost on him? The Bible says when times of refreshing come. I know he's in us. There are times when he comes on us. Oh, hallelujah. Just lift your hands. People come to me all the time and they give me their decisions and tell me what they're going to do. I can sit in my office and go, well, I got to agree with it. It's their choice. But Lord, I pray you keep them while they make this decision because they're following something, but it's not your spirit at this moment. Hallelujah. But just because we missed it, doesn't mean we missed it. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, I know why you're telling me all this. I know. I remember. I love talking about Richard. He's like a special part of us but 
you know, we, we had gone through some things and he had gone off. He, they'd come to the church. They were just doing it, but there was a, they lived over in Manning. It was a little distance from us and they had to drive and all that stuff to come over to Florence. And I remember there was a moment where I had to do a funeral or I had to go to a funeral here in Manning. And I just remember just standing on the side of the, the casket and somehow we got next to each other and he had, I have favorite mints that I like at that time, especially there were these tic-tac type mints and he, he walked over and I know it was the Holy ghost and pulled out these tic-tacs stood next to me, says, pastor, you need some tic-tacs. It was like the Holy ghost worked in him. Do you you understand what I'm talking about? That's when he came on the first time. But I, I just want to say for all of you sitting and watching in Florence, just cause you make a decision God's faithful to us. Now, you've got to obey him. Sometimes you have to go back where you left. Sometimes you have to go back. And I'm not talking about a place. I'm talking about the spirit of that. You know, if you leave a spirit and you go into another form of, of whatever, you're going to have to go back to where you left it. You're going to have to go back because you've got to go back to what God put you in. He designs us, he says, where we're fitly joined together. And we can find ourselves in environments that we know are not our environment. And, and be blessed in that environment. But God wants you to always remember. See, because when you come out of something and you're free from it, you have to always go back to what the freedom is. I don't know if that makes sense. Does it, does it make sense? People that are brought up in faith churches, they, they, sometimes you can't go where there's a faith church that preaches that word. And you have to go somewhere because you've got to go to church. And you function well where you're at. But deep down, there's something going to be on the inside of you that says, you know, I got to get back where that word refreshes me. Does anybody here know what I'm talking about? Does anybody in Florence know what I'm talking about? And I just know what I'm saying this morning. Let me bless you this morning. We live a supernatural life. And don't you leave the supernatural. Don't you choose to flow in something. You know, you, you know, I'm a fisherman, and I use this example a lot, and I like to fish. And if you go out in the ocean and you fish, and you pull a fish up out of the ocean, and you can catch him, pull him up on the boat, there's a shininess in the water. There's something, just, there's something about that fish that's just glorious, slim and sleek, and has uh, you know, chemicals on it that make it sleek in the water, and there's colors that are beautiful. And you pull it up, and you put it in the boat, and just a few minutes in that boat, the sleekness is gone. The colors change. Because it's outside of the environment God intended it to be in. Stay in Holy Ghost environments. Stay in places where the Spirit flows. And don't get frustrated when it, go, when it doesn't live up to your expectations. Because everybody's human. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody fails. Just like you fail. Just like you make bad choices. Stay in the environment of the Holy Spirit. Let's all just lift our hands. I think I've said enough. Amen. I know that was more out of my heart than my notes, but hallelujah. Father, we give you praise this morning. Just out of my heart, just things were rolling out today. And I just give you praise and speak to this congregation and those watching in Florence and all over that are watching. Lord, we may have made a wrong choice, but it is not a wrong decision to an end But Lord, you'll take all things and work them together for our good. Let them stay in in houses with great anointings, with great presence. And I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. And everybody said.